Hey, mates, it is but one week until the Melbourne International Comedy Festival starts, March the 28th in Melbourne. There is so much stuff to go and see. You can see me every night, 7.15pm at the Forum Theatre doing my show Spread. You can also see... Carl Chandler has literally 1.5 million jokes. It's at 9.45 at the Forum Theatre, so uh, you can go and see Tommy and then have a little... Have a little lie down. little nibble. And then come and see the Chan Man. And then uh, what if you're thinking that sounds great but there's not enough? What about Monday nights? What can we start our week off with? Yeah, well, Monday nights we've got the live Little Dum Dum Club podcast with special guests. We're at the Town Hall at 7.15 at night. We've got three of them during the festival. So we don't get a night off, do we? So no. we've got the podcast on Monday night and then Tuesday Tuesday till Sunday you've got uh, Tommy Daslow and me both doing our solo shows. And you know what? We'd absolutely love to see you come along because we've got like three and a half weeks worth. Yeah, we've got, it's busy. We've got a lot of tickets to sell and, you know, it'd be lovely to see you guys if you've uh, enjoyed us yeah. giving out our little free podcast for the last two years Yeah, or exactly. So. You you know, you, you, you get this for free and, you know, the tickets are, are what they are. So, you know, chip in and you'll have a great time. There's heaps of friends of show around, uh, friends of the show around doing shows. Uh, we'll be hanging around out the front of the town hall and, and the hi-fi bar and stuff. If you see us around and want to say, hey, we'll have the t-shirts at the live gigs. I'll have my CD after gigs. So, Come on out, get out there and, and, you know, this is fun to listen to, but live comedy is, is you know, to step beyond, you know, seeing stuff live, it's it's the next level, it's what you want to be doing. Exactly, and we've, uh, you know, the live podcasts have always been heaps of fun and you get to see our, you know, surprise special famous guests in person as well, so... Yeah. Uh, Stick around and have a drink with us at the bar after the gig as well. Yeah, come down comedyfestival.com.au for tickets and our website littledumdumclub.com for more details and we'll see you there. See, see you, mates. Welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. My name is Tommy Dasilo. Thank you very much for joining us. Sitting next to me, as always, the other half of the program, Carl Chan. G'day, dickhead. Uh, we need to give a big shout-out to friend of the show, Dave O'Neill, who uh, has lent us an extra microphone for this episode <laughs> uh, because one of ours has gone walkabout. And I'm sure you picked up on this. He, he turned up with one of his... One of his famous kids, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. one of his stage children, yep. and there was a great moment where within four seconds of him being in the house, you've dropped an F-bomb in front of the child, and then everyone sort of looked around awkwardly and went, oh, that was a bad thing to have done. Dave then proceeded in conversation with us for 10 minutes yep. to break the land speed record yep. for swearing in front of a kid. Yeah, yeah. It was just masterful. Yeah. And I'd... the kid didn't even seem to register that anything was going on. Well, I liked that I made a joke when I said to the kid, hey, Barney, um, I'm the guy that, that your dad talks to for six hours a day on the phone. You know when your dad rings people for yeah. like six hours a day and the kid goes, yep. No, it was, <laughs> no, it was like a really solemn nod of their yeah. head. Just, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know for half the day when you're not being parented? <laughs> that's... That's uh, I'm usually responsible for that. Because that's always fascinated me, like, cool parents that swear in front of their kids. Because my parents, ev- even now, like, if I say shit in front of my dad, he'll crack it. Like, yeah. even now, he doesn't like it. I've always wondered what it would be like growing up with parents that either don't care if you swear or just swear liberally around the house. What, would, you, would you like it or not? Because I wouldn't. I, I'm, I'm pretty old school. I reckon I... I, I'm genuinely shocked sometimes if I go and do something with my dad and we're out of the house, he'll be like, he'll go, well, anyway. And then I was like, oh, fuck that. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. Well, like we're out in the middle of the, the bush and he'll just like whisper the F-bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I just love that 
if that was literally like the end to a story, just yeah. something happens and then you get down really long and go, so anyway, then I was like, fuck. Yeah. Like, it's a re- like it's a little secret. It's a really yeah. cheeky thing that you've we, done. We don't want the bunyips to hear that. Well, I mean, I don't know. Like, let's uh, – maybe we can check in with Barney O'Neill in uh, – like, how old do you think he is? Maybe 10 years' time. Yeah, yeah. We've got the Nick Cody birthday countdown. We can do the Barney. Oh, 42 can, days to go. 42 days, 42 days to Nick go. Nick Cody's birthday. We can do the uh, – Whatever, uh, 2,000 days until we find out whether Barney O'Neill regrets the loss of youth, well, the loss of innocence in his youth. No, more, more like we'll count down 2,000 days until Barney gets out of jail <laughs> at some point. Yeah, That'll be it. We should have got him on the show. They were just hanging around. Because O'Neill was in here for like 15, 20 minutes and it sort of had yeah. an air of like he was angling to be asked to just sit and do the podcast. Yeah. Oh, look, he that's that's him on the phone every, every day. <laughs> Me just trying to get off the phone for 20 minutes. Him just going, I want to do anything but be in my house at the moment. Uh, today on the show, first-time guest, you know her from Adam Hills and Gordon Street tonight. Please welcome into the little dum-dum club, Hannah Gadsby. Yeah. Hello, thank you. Thank you for having me. Having a lot of fun playing with uh, Time Dog, previously mentioned Time Dog, uh, as we were doing that introduction. Yeah, I, I've... Um yeah, he's playing hard to get. He's sort of, I mean, I'm sort of on the fence about whether he should be allowed uh, in the room when we do the show because he's, I mean, he's cute and he's happy to be around, but he's sort of a distraction. Yeah, like we're all way more interested in what the dog's um, doing than talking. Think yeah, about what we're talking. Um, yeah, because he also, he'll sit and do nothing and then as soon as he sees the, the I think it's the mixing desk, he started to realise that the mixing desk coming out means <laughs> yeah. good times. Yeah, it's, it's, he's like a womble. Yeah, yeah. He, he does look a bit womble. I think we've put a picture of him on the on the site. But, uh, yeah, look, we're off to a good start. Yeah, yeah. Racing Sorry. start. Well, we've got yeah. nothing to talk we're about. More, we're more dog. distracted I'm, than I've the been, dog. I've been – I was quite impressed because we've been sitting around chatting and then it, you hit record and you all just went up a level and, yep. and went speedy and I just felt, oh, no. <laughs> 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 I find it really hard to turn on and go. That's so. the nicest thing anyone's ever said about this podcast. Like the, the, Speedy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who put that on a post? Yeah. Speedy Hannah Gadsby. It's going so fast, boys. <laughs> yeah, we can talk properly. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's a shame because when I was uh, communicating with you, uh, I think it was yesterday or this morning. Yesterday, you were you did put in a. You said to to me that we could name our own fruit and you would bring that in. Yeah, that but you, be you a, failed to name. I know. A fruit. I know. Um, you had one thing to do today and so you screwed it up. Pass my helmet over. Oh yeah. Can you pass the helmet? Yeah. I've got. I bought some treats. I live above a fruit and vegetable shop. Oh. Yeah. So that's why I do this. And so I took a guess. Actually, it's the only easily carried fruit out the back that I could steal without anyone seeing. And it's uh, a pineapple. So we've yeah. got a pineapple. We've got a pineapple. They're bitches to get into. Yeah. That would be the best fruit to carry on a motorbike because if yeah. you dropped it, you wouldn't really notice the difference, would you? No. No, uh, really wouldn't. And then, but then we got like... Oh, hello. What do we got here? Handmade some uh, handmade. Were these stolen as well, or were these purchased no, I paid with actual for those, money? I okay. Because yeah. the pineapple. So what you're saying? Hot tip: pineapple's easy to steal from a fruit shop. Oh, out the back. Yeah. You know the supply. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. Don't steal. <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't know if I've talked about this before. I used to work at a burger joint, um, and there were a lot of like students who'd worked there and then quit because their studies got too much or whatever. And then there was kind of just a revolving door of these ex-employees who would come in out the back and like rack parmesan and brie because it was oh. sort of like it was it was like a you know those fancy sort of burger joints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So people would just and it was like just a known thing if you were working out the back, 
just expect because it was like we were all mates, so it was like, "Well, I'm not going to rat you in for stealing parmesan." Yeah, right. But then we'd always come up short, and the managers couldn't work out why they were losing money because it was like, "Yeah, pineapple, all your all your delicacies." Because it was like the storeroom was like way way out the back of the shop, like yeah. so far away from the front that it was like the and it was like a garage door onto an alleyway. Yeah, yeah. The easiest scam of all time. Well, um, some people were talking about that this the other day, and I felt quite bad, but. Um, I was at a party where every it was like a group of eight people, and everyone's talking about. Oh, you know when you're you know sixteen, you worked at McDonald's. Where did you work? McDonald's, yeah, yeah, KFC, Pizza Hut, McDonald's, but uh, Hungry Jacks, you know. And I was the only person. I didn't have a, a teenage job. Oh, really? And everyone sort of just went. You didn't have any job at all. And I'm like, no. Yeah, like, but look where you are mm. now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I've gone. I've done it in reverse. This is like yeah. your teenage job. No, but this badly is, paid. I, I, but this explains a lot because it's like when you work in a teenage job, you have a very bad attitude towards things. You're a bit of a you know you, you sort of treat people a bit crappy. This is what you're doing now. Yeah, this right. is like kind of your teen. Your attitude towards this job now right. is what I, you would have gotten out of your system. I used to work at the local golf club with my parents. We'd make the counter meals every Friday. Saturday. Oh yeah. yeah, oh really? Yeah, yeah. So we, I was, you know, you set the tables with like the paper, uh, you know, paper placemats, and with the, with the, um, what do you call that when you? Oh man, I've forgotten do, the word. What, not not name. Places? No, no, it all Places. just move on. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I was in charge of salads. You have shredded lettuce, three tomatoes, three slices of cu- cucumber on top of the slices of tomato. Oh, yep. A spoonful of, of um, coleslaw and a twist of <laughs> a twist of orange for garnish. And then that was to go off for either steak, fish and chips, or oh, great a roast. Oh, was, that, like was that your first? Was that your first job growing up? Well, pretty much. And then I went on to like I was also working on a friend's farm during the Christmas holidays. So um, that was that, like bale and hay. And that's I always wanted like a kind of cool, quirky job when I was growing up for my first job. Like my first sort of I worked at a bottle shop for a week. Oh got really? The sack. Yeah. Why did you get the sack? I got the sack because he was fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And he looks well beyond his years. Did you have a fake ID to get that job? <laughs> it took them a week to work it out. Like, wait a minute. Uh, no, it was it because was you asked to be paid in stones, ginger wine. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was just basically um, a, a bunch of guys, a couple of guys who'd worked there before and had gone overseas, came back and just wanted their jobs back. And it was very just like kind of mates all helping each other out. So because right. I was the last one on, I just got. But it was like it was the best job I ever have or ever will have because it was like working at a bottle shop. It was at the end of my street, so it was like a two-minute walk there. It was for a casual job. It was like insane amount of pay. You work on a Sunday, you're earning like heaps. You work in a bottle shop, so it's easy. It was like everything that you want out of a job. Yeah. And it was like even if I get a job at another bottle shop, it's not going to be at the end of my street. Yeah, yeah. I was so depressed. I was like, it's only going to go down from here. Yeah. Nothing yeah. can ever be this good. My best job was a cin- I was a cinema projectionist. That's that's a good one. And that's just uh, no people. Yeah. It's just darkened rooms. Yeah. And do you get to watch a lot of movies? Well, only bits and bobs of them because you yeah. do actually have to work. Yeah. Like, so you watch a bit out of a window and then go, oh, I better go and not stuff <laughs> up. Keep watching out a window. It's one of those yeah. jobs with like a goalkeeper in soccer where you only notice when you do something wrong. Though. Yeah, otherwise you never noticed at all. Yeah. That's the ultimate. Yeah, you think it's like electronic or something. Yeah, the worst one, I think I two really bad things I did. Um, one, I forgot to lock down the 
top reel because it was an old reel-to-reel cinema, so it was old school. You had to do changeovers. And I forgot to lock down the top reel and eventually it just – it was in Clay Pigeons. I remember the film. That's a movie, yeah. Clay Pigeons. And the right. reel just – Not the name of the cinema. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the reel just fell off and, of course, the film kept going but locked into the gate and then so on screen – Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix. Joaquin's Phoenix. <laughs> even, even the name went off the roll. Yeah, he just burnt. Like, he oh, just oh, melted, really? Sweet. melted on the screen. And I'm like, oh. And then another time it just sort of spooled off down the bottom and didn't, like, I couldn't stop the film. But it just kept not spooling onto the spool. So it was just, like, and this film, it filled up the room. Like, it just, because it was, and then I had to hand wind it. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to handle a job like that. Like, because that's what I always used to. I used to get so stressed out working in food stuff because it was sort of like, you know, with making someone's burger or getting their order right, you, you're in charge of someone else's kind of like lunch and sort of someone yeah, else's yeah, enjoyment. Yeah. It used to stress me out so much. Whereas now, like with comedy, it doesn't really stress me out at all because I realise <laughs> that it doesn't matter. Like, you know, it doesn't matter at all. Doesn't People matter. get over things. They'll get a sandwich. They'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they, you do a shit gig. People forget in a day. doesn't matter. One no. of the fondest memories for – and this sounds weird, but it's something that always sticks with me is have you ever done that thing where you go into a cinema and have you ever watched a movie by yourself? Oh, I yeah, doing I've started a, doing a, it. No, but it's like, kind of a necessity. No, 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 no. I mean no one <laughs> in, the in the cinema. You're the only person in the cinema. No. I saw True Romance by myself in the Bendigo <laughs> Twin Cinema. <laughs> Absolutely by myself. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever had that. I've started going to the Westgarth Cinema, which is just down the street from here where I live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's amazing because it's a it's a cinema that's like in a really kind of it's in a place where you wouldn't think to ever put a cinema. And I went in there and saw something, and it's kind of it's kind of abandoned. Like it's one of those ones where they don't have a dedicated ticket booth. You just buy a ticket from over the bar. Oh. And then when you go in, no one checks your ticket, so yeah. you can and the and the stairways to the cinema are like right off the street. So you could literally, and I want to test this, just look it up and just go straight in and yeah. help yourself. Yeah. It's don't, like an don't abandoned... Steal. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting next to a stolen pineapple, yeah. point out. <laughs> I like this little uh, voice of reason, this little conscience on both of our shoulders in this episode today. Just, yeah. just Hannah Gadsby, don't steal. Yeah, that's people think they're hardcore because they download movies illegally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm taking it, I'm taking it one step beyond. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what was your first job then? Your first oh. ever job. What, what did you do? Oh, I sort of worked. Oh. Scalloping. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just remembered that word I was looking for. Scalloping. Oh, okay. Oh, right, right. right. Scalloped edges. I was going to say, that's a weird suggestion what you think yeah. my first job would be. Yeah. That's but. where you guys met at the golf course. Yeah. Hannah would make the salads and then you were grilling the steak. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, um, I worked at a pr- – because Maribor is quite – where I come from, Maribor, small town, as in your probably similar background to you, very small town, weird town. Um, I worked at a printer's, I think, over the summer. Like, I would go in, like, midnight shift, mid- like, midnight till six, and I think I would just, like, clean machines and pick shit off the ground, and well, it was bad. And, you know, you're working with... And I've never done a job in my life, and all of a sudden you're, you're working at midnight till six with a bunch of huge bogans that are <laughs> trying to print the Melways oh. or whatever. It, was, uh, it wasn't a great job. That's but, strange. Yeah, but... Um, oh, speaking of Mirabar, um, it's... Mirabar been in the news again this week. Just double murder down there. Um, no big deal. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Just uh, one of those things. And you know, you know, what was your your town, your country town that you Smithton. Smithton. Yeah, that's right. 
in so, Tasmania. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of it would be one of those towns where you wouldn't if you didn't know everyone, you'd know the surnames though, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, oh like, yeah. There's yeah. only three or four. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> right. But you'd know of, you know, oh that's the oh, classic Jones, you yeah. know, whatever it is. Yeah, so there's there's one of those weird things where people have been saying to me, Oh, did you know those people have been murdered? I'm like, I know the name. I know the family name, oh. I know you know <laughs> that No, that's not bad, is it? That's just That's bad for them. Weird. Yeah, yeah. It's like my mum and dad would definitely know who they were. They'd be like, Oh, they're they're you know, right. They're, they're the ones see, that's that... weird to me because I've always grown up in the city. So if I see someone in the paper that's been murdered and I know them, it's like I'd know them well. That's that's a big deal. Oh. You, know I mean? you can see why I yeah. find that weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but in the country, you know, lives come and go, don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's rough. Yeah, you grow up on the farm, you you know, yeah. sheep die all the time, whatever, you know, that's that's the sort of value you put into Tractors it. Tractors roll. Yeah, Tractors yeah. roll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and um, I was thinking, I don't think I've told this on the podcast before, but when I was growing up, we had this thing of, um, around about the same time I had the first job, I think, in that late teenage period, I used to knock about with um, people at one stage where uh, they were sort of like nerdy, they were sort of like computer game sort of people, whatever it was, but I wasn't into that. It was just a thing where, I think they used to play soccer sure. with uh, with me, so I, I knew them or whatever, right? But... Then there was this day, right, where uh, we went to play soccer and the coach, it was like early Sunday morning, the coach sat us down and went, look, I've got to tell you something. You've got to uh, sit down and listen to this story. It's a bit, it's, you might, might not want to play today after hearing this story. I'm like, Jesus, what's happened here? <laughs> and they go, right, you know, um, this guy, this guy and this guy, they're playing in the team. They are all under arrest. They're at the police station right now. And it's like Sunday morning. What's going on? Well, like, what have they done? It's like they have just, pulled off this grand heist and what they'd been doing was and we'd been following this in the paper but they'd been stealing computers for like the last month so every couple of days there'd be like a break-in at the council offices a a break-in at the primary school a break-in at like uh, the learning center and stuff and it just happened to be like when you look at it in hindsight there was a connection there was like four kids and like one of them their dad taught at the primary school. One oh. of them worked at the learning center. One of their mums worked at the TAFE, whatever it was. So they all had this connection where they were stealing computers from. But the paper was running these big stories like it was an exclusive. And it was going, they're, these guys, these super criminals, they're, they're, they're building a supercomputer. <laughs> now, when you look back at it, they were stealing 286s and Amstrads from council officers that yeah. were lucky to have rates go through them. All those computers now linked up probably still don't equal the power of an iPhone. No, definitely not. Yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely not. Like they say that iPhone isn't the iPhone powerful enough like to launch the, like a rocket to the moon or whatever like it's got enough power. No, I haven't it. got that app, but yeah. we can find out. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently it's powerful more powerful than the the computer that sent a rocket to the moon oh, yeah, yeah. No, in I the 60s heard or whatever. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, this thing that was this is like 20 years ago now. This thing, yeah, this thing was lucky to play California games <laughs> and they were <laughs> That's so good. Bit of a theme of theft uh coming up with this. Did did, did you ever go through a you ever had, any, had a bit of a shoplifting phase when you were a kid or anything like that? Oh, as a young adult. Yeah. Because um, I was a, a really, really poor. And I would just, I would... I would was there anything in Smithton to steal? Oh, no, no. I moved beyond the borders. Um, no, I didn't steal in Smithton. Oh, maybe some... Oh. Pineapples. Oh, I could <laughs> I could stick my hand up when I was a kid. I could stick my hand up the, um, the uh, you know, the... 
vending machine and oh, take, yeah. take cans of Coke. Oh, really? Yeah, and, or Fruita. Fruita was my personal favourite. Fruita! Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, right. I remember that. Yeah. that was, it's one of those things where... The green with the tree. Yeah. yeah. When you go a short distance, like when you used to go down the beach as a kid, did you ever do that when you go down there, they've got a completely different range of ice creams? You're like, where'd this come from? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've yeah. like travelled 50 kilometres and, and there's no more Peter's ice cream or anything. It's just a completely new thing. Yeah. And I stumbled across fruit like that. I think we went on a footy trip down there and it was like, what the hell's fruit? Why I've never, still don't know I've never even heard is. of this. Yeah. This sounds like I'm watching a cartoon, you know, where they'll make up a brand name and it's, like, not quite right. Yeah, 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 like it's yeah. It's based on something it's real. Not it's not quite like, right. Like, if I was watching this on a cartoon, I'd go, oh, this is such bullshit because they can't use the word Fanta, so they've had to call it Fruita, which is, like, not quite the same. Well, we got obsessed with it in that we went on this trip and then we come back and people went, oh, how was it? And we go, we found Fruita. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the stupid things you get obsessed well, by. So what is it? It's a fruit, a fizzy fruit drink? Yeah, kind of yeah. like... Um, uh, fruit tingly oh, okay. kind yeah. of business without caffeine, right? Um, uh, and it's you know in a green. I just remember the green tin and the yellow tree. Yeah, right. Must have been a fruit tree. Have I don't I, know. <laughs> have I talked about before? Or have I told you before about there's a milk bar near my parents' house that's like hasn't changed. You know those old ads for ice creams? How like a store would have like a big poster for an ice cream or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they haven't taken any of them down for like 20 years. Yeah. So they've got all these ads for like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles oh, ice cream. Awesome. All these like vintage posters and yeah. like – because you go in and at first I thought they found some place that's still making them and they're still stocking them. And yeah, it's just yeah. depressing because then all they've got in the, in the freezer is like a Calippo. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Man, if you're going to keep the posters up, you should at least try yeah. and still stock the ice cream. They've bought Monaco bars back. Oh, really? Did they go anywhere? Yep, they disappeared. Really? And now they're back. Oh. Just a good thing that's Maybe happened. they gave up because they sort of thought, you know, the Maxi Bond's kind of stolen their thunder because the Maxi Bond's kind of doing the same thing. Kind of, but then they, they, they stuff it up halfway. Yeah, the, the, I don't want the nice crunchy end. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, not as good. No, they had Kiss Ice Creams back the other day as well. I think they literally manufactured Kiss Ice Creams from the 70s because they came out and played a gig in Melbourne. Oh, right. That's amazing. I didn't know there was such a thing as a kiss ice cream. Yeah, I remember them from like he one of those. It. He just dropped it and his mum goes, oh, it's a kiss ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, with the extra fluff. Yeah. Um, hey, I'll do this. I, um, I'll, uh, this is a callback to uh, uh, something I've talked about in the past where, my, where I live in the units in my uh, apartments or whatever, I've got... Um, got an old woman in charge i think you know i don't technically i don't know if she's in charge but there's an old busybody that just tells you what you're doing wrong whether all the it's time. self-designated or not yeah she's in yeah, charge. yeah yeah it's one of those things where she's the one who's sending letters leaving letters in the post box saying that i'm not supposed to leave my washing on the on the balcony stuff like that there's no rule against that but anyway she's she's in my eyes she's just for context carl is grand dragon of the kkk yeah. so you can see how that <laughs> hanging on a balcony would be offensive yeah to yeah. yeah she's she's um I believe she's forged legal documents and put them in my mailbox to say... Because they've always got like a solicitor's letterhead on them and they say you, you can't leave your, your laundry on the... And it's like, no solicitor's doing that. Like, that's made up, isn't it? I y- yeah, I can't imagine a solicitor taking the time out. Yeah, yeah. She, maybe she stole the letterhead. Yeah. 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 I she, think there must be. She could have done that. So this maybe is, she got that document made up with a supercomputer she's found yeah. something. <laughs> Which, at the end of that story is, they, as soon as they got found, uh, uh, one of them got caught, like one of these guys that was thieving out of, from the Bendigo TAFE, <laughs> I think he was, he was pinching a few uh, mouses from Bendigo TAFE and uh, 
word someone rang someone and, and the other guys that were back in Mirraborough got all their supercomputer constructs and went through them in a dam. So before the Bendigo police could come back and capture the evidence, they they threw it in a dam. So then for the rest of their school lives, every time you'd be in a, a classroom with them, you just point at a computer and go, that'll look good in a dam, wouldn't it? Look at that. They're like the, like the um, Maryborough version of like the West Memphis Three. Yeah, destroying yeah. Destroying the evidence in a dam. No one's quite sure if it was these three guys yeah. or not. Yeah, it was like, but the thing was, but back in that story where the... the oh, they must the, have been shitting themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so scared. The, yeah. coach, the coaches and the teachers were like saying, can you go on playing soccer with them? And we're like, yeah, we get to hang heaps of shit on them. This, will, this is going to be awesome. Yeah, you're right. Like when you do something at school that was like not even that bad, but of in the context of being that age, it seems like you've done the worst thing in just that fear yeah. of getting found out. Just to quickly deviate, um, oh. the only time I've ever shoplifted, it was the last day of year six. And, like, you know, my primary school was like year six. Like, we were all moving on to a different schools after that. So it was kind of like this is kind of the last, you know, big kind of a big deal, right? Yeah. And so me and my mate were like, let's get eggs. Let's egg people on the last day of school and be really cool. And then we were like because that's not bad boy enough, let's steal the eggs as well just to give it that extra naughty element. So we went to like the food works near um, – he was like – he lived behind, the, behind me. Went to the local food works and like they had this step up that you exited out of that mm-hmm. had like a sensor on that side but you could like walk around the sensor so we like passed the eggs around over the sensor. Oh, yeah, yeah, feeling yeah, like, yeah. But then – that next, last day at school, we had this huge fight over, like, who should get to keep the eggs and all this stuff. <laughs> and then I got really this, paranoid. This is only going to end well. <laughs> yeah. I got really paranoid that, like, he was going to rat me out. So for, like, the next week, any time someone would turn up at my parents' house, there'd be a knock on the door. I'd be freaking out going, oh, no, it's the cops. And I'd just <laughs> start making peace with it. Like, I'm going away for a long time. Like that Why feeling. did you steal the eggs so early? What do you mean? Yeah. A week before. No, it was a day before, a couple of days before. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think we just wanted to give ourselves enough time. I think we felt like maybe like it wouldn't work. Like if we bungled the operation, we still wanted to have enough time to like go and formulate a new plan uh, to get the eggs the next day. You know, like Wiley Coyote. <laughs> <laughs> just like, just like. We had a, a group of schoolgirls from our school who went on an excursion to Burnie and got caught stealing from chicken feed, which is like, you know. Oh, hang on. Chicken feed is like the $2 shop. Chicken feed. The $2 yeah, shops? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, but they're often cheaper than $2. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I went to school opposite the uh, – uh, I went to high school for a couple of years opposite the shrine. Oh, you went to high school for a couple of years, the, yeah. The shr- no, well, I left that school, but anyway – one of the schools I went to was opposite the Shrine of Remembrance. And there was a kid in my year level who got a detention Forgot for having a durry on the steps of Shrine of Remembrance in his school uniform. It's like... Lighting up from the eternal flame. <laughs> That's... That's why I got the detention because it's like, you got a lighter in your hand, man. How dumb are you? Yeah, yeah. you got one right there. <laughs> yeah. But that is just... That was just, you know, when kids would try, like, go out of their way to do stuff to cop a detention as like a badge of honour. Oh, like, really? Man, that is trying too hard I to was I was flag monitor at school. What's that? Uh, you have to hoist the flag. Every oh. And I used to hang it upside down. <laughs> and no one cared. I think they cared these days. Like apparently the flag's imp- more important than it used to be. Right. But I just thought it was... The Australian flag? Yeah. I once did a gig, my first ever gig that I did in Tasmania, which I was not prepared, not good enough to do, uh, went down there with another yeah, guy. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, you were too yeah. good, if anything. Oh no, um, it was it was a terrible gig. It Where was, was it? It was at it was in Hobart, and it was okay. at the Hobart Racing Club, Oofed. I think. Right. Yeah, which is a very weird gig. Anyway, because the room was really, really, really long, and we did it in daylight, and there was really, really long plate glass windows. So, and then oh, the, sounds great. Yeah, then there was a complete <laughs> dance floor in between us. And the audience. And when you say complete, Com- complete dance floor. Oh, well, it like, wasn't in bits. Here in Melbourne, we have half dance floors, <laughs> yeah, right. sometimes in the middle of gigs. Yeah, yeah. No, well, I mean, no, there was no one on the dance floor. Okay. They were completely off the dance floor. <laughs> right, but it was, it, was, com- it was complete. It was complete. It had been finished. Job. We yeah, insisted. It's off under construction. We insisted that they complete it before we did the gig. So, yeah. Okay. They got workers in just before I oh. opened up my set, and uh, it's been completed. Yep, I ticked it off go. my to-do list. And uh, so uh, we did. So we were about twenty, thirty meters away from the audience, and then the, they came in and they went to the audience before the gig. They were like, "Okay, guys, you can't have dinner or have any drinks. You got to watch the comedy first. Ugh. So then they're just sitting there going. We hate this guy. And this we can't guy. Even dance. Yeah, yeah. We can't even dance. Well, yeah, it's completed dance. It's completed. The construction workers are going. Oh, if we knew this was going to happen, yeah. we would have just not bothered with the dance. Yeah, floor. we could have completed it after the gig. <laughs> yeah, it was it was horrible. And so yeah, we did the gig at like six o'clock at night. Everyone hated us. And then we, the, me and the other guy that was the comic, we just got really drunk and then sat outside and got really drunk with everyone else and then they were like oh you guys are actually funny now now that you're drunk and we're drunk you guys are actually f-. not like before when you were shit house like oh sweet thanks you guys are great let's hit the dance floor yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we actually felt like it was worth doing because we ended up being quite funny to everyone that was there just out when people were having cigarettes and everyone's like oh we love you now well, yeah you guys are all right yeah, you're, and like, then, you're like street performers yeah yeah <laughs> and then we walked we walked out and we were like we actually felt good about ourselves and then just literally there was a woman right at the door as we left and she goes there you go you got your money you were shit ass but you got your money didn't you hey and we're like oh what <laughs> we just gotten over the disastrous gig <laughs> Trust anyway. the bitch at the door. Yeah, she's always angry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she was horrible. She was probably the one who had to complete the dance yeah. floor, so she Un- was probably under pressure. Um, so sorry, we we veered away from. Yes. Uh, yeah. The woman who uh, uh, oh, runs yeah. the apartment buildings and whatever. She oh. um she yeah she's she, lately she she got tried to get me in trouble for not putting my rubbish in the right bins. I was putting it in unit. 19's bin instead of unit 18 so you can okay. see where the, the trouble would have been there yeah um, so that is a thing though like people do get cut about having but she wasn't unit 18 no no but I mean even when you walk down the street and you know if you have a, a can of empty can or whatever and it's been rubbish day you know the street you're walking down and you'll just put it I always have that fear that like they'll you know a guy will be in his front yard and go yeah. sick at me because yeah. it does happen yeah yeah, look, I think um, people are a bit too precious about their rubbish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a weird thing to care about. Yeah, yeah. I don't – I have a rubbish bin. Um, I have skips out the back for general waste. Yeah. A skip. I can't that skip. Oh, it's actually really great. I've thought about uh, hiring – you know, you can hire one if you're like – Moving house yeah, or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've thought about hiring ones to yeah. have out in the street. Yeah. I'd love it. I just have a skip. It's, just got the, it's usually full of greens. You know, and rabbit food and boxes and stuff. So I, yep. I threw my rubbish in there. And then they've got a, a recycling for, for paper and boxes skip, mm-hmm. which is great. But I have nowhere for my glassware. <sighs> so I, have to, I, go for, I go for a trot on rubbish night. Yeah. 
You need a third glass skip. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a bit excessive. But there's, you know, like, because there's not much glass in, in fruit and veg. Mm. Yeah. Hopefully. Don't, yeah, don't need it. Don't need After skip. we finish this pineapple, we'll tell you how much there is. Um, yeah, so she she's a, she's a bossy boots or whatever. And anyway, I in my continuing uh, deterioration of my mind where I'm just losing things constantly and forgetting things, which is going really well at the moment, um, I, What's happening there? Because I don't know. It's, it's getting, I'm not really it's, sure. I've noticed it's getting worse. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like all. It's a thing where like, you know, I'll be talking to other people and you'll come up in conversation and I'll go, oh yeah, like when he when we were coming back from the states and he left his suitcase at the train station or someone will go, oh well, did he tell you the one two days ago where he left a box of money on the tram? Like, yeah, yeah. I already think you're hopeless and I didn't even know yeah. the five things you did in the last. Well, week. I've got I've got two more. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> so, so is this new for you? Yeah. Did you used to be sharp? I think so. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's hard, hard to, to remember tell. now, yeah. now that I've deteriorated. He's, he's lost the videotape evidence of himself. <laughs> Forgot I, that notebook. <laughs> I swear. I swear I used to be like, I'd be in conversation with someone and they'd ask me something. I'd go, we talked about this in May. I remember talking about this exact, and I'd have these files of all the conversation I've ever had. And now I'm leaving boxes of money on the tram. So I don't your, know how su- your supercomputer's run out of me. Not quite super enough. It needs one more laptop plugged into it to That's, give it that power. See, I, back then have I, you was, been I was two eight six. Yeah, I was back then. I was two eight six, obviously, and yeah. uh, things have gotten a lot better. And yeah. I've just stayed at two eight six. See, you I know, like you need even a smartphone in your yeah, head. Yeah. I've noticed conversationally. I need like, to I'll launch tell rockets you, with my mind. I'll tell you a story about someone and. And then, like three days later, you'll tell it back to yeah. me with no memory. Yep. But what I've noticed that you are a fan of is you'll just add in all these little bits of juice that it's like <laughs> what you wish had happened in the story. It's like, yeah, and then he's bloody punched a nun in the face. I'm no. like, hang on, dad, that's my dad in that story. I didn't tell you that part of it at all. But that's what, a, that's, that's what can I say? I'm a master story. storyteller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I was say that's how you tell a, tell a good story. Yeah. You don't tell the truth. Yeah, yeah well, that's true. <laughs> Well, um, never let the truth get in the way of a good mental illness. Well, I'll, like ditch, I'll ditch this boring story and make up a new one then. Um, halfway through this, um, no. Um, now this woman. So what I've done is I have lost my wallet mm-hmm. just before I went to Brisbane when we did the Brisbane shows a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yes. Lost my wallet. Um, now I was in the midst of changing over wallets. I don't know why there needs to be a midst, but I, I've decided there has been. It's a process. Yeah, it's you, a big move. It's respect for the old wallet. I, di- I didn't have a skip to chuck out all the rubbish <laughs> from my old wallet, so I had to slowly transfer over. So what, I've bought one of those wallets, and I can. This will help you too, but it won't help the uh, the listeners. But mm-hmm. what do you, what do you call these wallets? Oh, where they're yeah, just I used like to have a, one of them. Yeah, yeah, um, like a two piece. Little thing with it that continually can flip over and stuff. Yeah, and those little yeah the, mm. with the little bits of uh, cord in the middle. Yeah, two two bits that magic. sort of magic. They're like magic. Yeah, it's like yeah. Rubik's magic that we've talked about. It's like that. What's interesting is that you and I have kind of switched um, wallet types because I used to have one of them. And I got the shits with it, and now I've gone back to your come classic. On, come on, school. guys, it's time to make something up. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I'm getting a blowjob, and yeah, yeah, like, nice yeah. wallet, and I'm like, yeah. yeah the, the oh, look, a pigeon just flew out of it. <laughs> yeah. No. So anyway, I was. Uh, so what I've done is I've I, I got one of these things. I was like, yep, I'm going to be cool. These these are cool wallets. I'm going to use this from now on. I've used it for about an hour and gone, these are the worst wallets ever. You can't have coins. Stuff falls out. Everything falls out of it. They're they're right for about one business card and that's about it. So anyway, then I've decided, right, I'm going to keep this for my cards and use my normal wallet for my money. So then I've lost my normal wallet, the one with all the money, 
And I've lost it and gone, well, there's no chance of getting it back because all my ID, all my cards are in this. So someone's just picked up a wallet <laughs> full of $200, unmarked, nothing else in it. I'm like, the perfect thing thousands, to do. Thousands of years of human evolution yeah. have gotten us to a point where we have our money and our ID yep. and our cards in one place. Yep. For this very reason, you think you're going to come out and just redefine the game. But how good is that for someone? I actually thought this is good karma in a way because... I'm responsible for someone picking up a wallet with $200 in it and they don't even have to make a decision whether they should bring it back or not. There's no ID in it. That's yeah. just free money for someone. I don't think I've told this on the show. friend of the show, Sam Gray, who was with us in Brisbane. I yeah. uh, don't know why I'm shouting out to him very specifically, but yeah. anyway. Hey, Sam. He, he <laughs> lost his wallet a little while ago um, while I was with him and it got it turned up at the cop shop and he got it back and he went, oh, well, of course, you know, Whoever's found, like, someone's going to have nicked the money out of it and then handed it in. And he got it back, all the money in it, and he was feeling really good. And he was like, isn't that nice? It's such a great thing for someone to do. And I was thinking, if I ever found a wallet, I reckon the ultimate scam would be you don't touch their money on their credit cards, but you just, like, you just go and, like, if they've got, like, a sub-club card that's full, like, you just go yeah. and use that. You use up their Gloria Jeans cards. You use their frequent flyer miles. You yeah, use little yeah. things that they won't work out until, like, months down the line. Yeah, yeah. That would be the ultimate scam, I reckon. Yeah. Um, well, this, this if thing... If you like flying and <laughs> yeah. coffee, and yeah. way, which I do enjoy both those things. <laughs> um, Sucked in, mate. I'm going to Newcastle next weekend. Yeah. Newcastle Subway. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I, I just wrote it off and went, okay, well, that's, that's the end of that, whatever. I, like three weeks later, nearly four weeks later, I checked my mail and I pulled all the mail out and, you know, you chuck out your, your, your rubbish and whatever out of it or your, your junk mail. And I noticed there was an inch long strip of paper, the width, and then the height is half an inch long. Some, and someone had written on it, if you want your wallet back, come to unit... 14. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Is this real? <laughs> and so I went to unit 14 in my units and, there, and knocked on the door and there's just this, and it was the old woman. It was the the, right. the old woman in charge. Uh. And she's like, yes. And I'm like, oh, well, you left a note about the wallet? She's like, oh, you think it's your wallet, do you? And I'm like, well, you left me the note. I'm like, I don't understand how this is working. Like, there's no ID in my wallet, so why have you left like what looks like a, a really bad <laughs> ransom note in my mailbox? And she's like, oh, well, I left that in everyone's mailbox. I'm like, oh, okay. And she so goes, it's an audition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, she's like, well, you took your time. And I'm like, I don't know if this is the right attitude to have given that you've got my money at the moment. <laughs> and she's like, well, how do I know it's your wallet? And I'm like, well, you don't because I separated the ID out of it. So it's just, and she goes, well, what's it look like? How big is it? I'm like, pocket sized? <laughs> like, how big are wallets? It's like, well, is there any identifying stuff in it? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, it had money in it. And she's like, well, anything else? I'm like, what are you waiting for? Like, what? It's got money what? in it. Lucky for me, I draw dicks on all of my yeah, notes yeah. of currency. So I, yeah, you have a I look. I don't remember the serial numbers, but anyway. <laughs> so I'm like, what are you waiting for? She's like, well, <sighs> Well, it does have like a Safeway receipt in it. Like it's four weeks ago. Do you need Do you need the the four unwashed potatoes that I bought on that receipt? Do you need me to to bring them along? 
And she's like. Meanwhile, and meanwhile, there's meanwhile there's a line of other people yeah, yeah. way behind you who, who yeah. think it's their wallet as well. Yeah. yeah, who've got Polaroids of their wallets that yeah, they, they're like coming a, up. It's the thing on The Simpsons where uh, who is it who's giving away all the money, and it's just all the people coming in and auditioning for why yeah, they should yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So when it got to that ridiculous, she just went, "Oh, okay, all right. Well, you can you can have it." And she goes, "Well, I thought I was going to keep it, but anyway, that's disappointing and whatever." How, and for context, how much money is in the wallet? There was two hundred bucks in the wallet. Oh, okay, well, that's so, well, okay. Now yeah, yeah. I, that makes a bit more sense. Yeah. Did you give her anything? Uh, did you give her the Safeway docket? No, but <laughs> I think you know to keep up the camera, I, I, I should go back. But then I sort of thought, oh, she's the old woman that keeps getting me in trouble and stuff. So maybe yeah, I this is give where the, where this is where the trouble can stop. Yeah, yeah right. I can end this. Killer. Yeah, <laughs> I, can, I can give her poison chocolates because yeah. I do have chocolates. Yeah, she looks at the receipt for Safeway and it's like rope, uh, fertilizer. This is and a shovel. This is ridiculous, but I I actually have two big boxes of chocolates in the house already that I can give her that I've bought from the last time where I lost all my money and I was going to give them to uh, I was going to give these chocolates to the last people who found my money last time that oh, I never got around to doing because I left. A box of money on the tram, and I bought these chocolates for the tram driver who handed them in, you just and I to, just didn't do you it. You just need to get onto bloody Terry's Chocolate Orange or whoever it is direct, and just buy up in bulk <laughs> yeah, to thank all these people that are going to find your shit that you just continually lose. Yeah, yeah, and get them pre-printed so it says to blank. <laughs> Thanks for finding my stuff. <laughs> you should be the new. You should be the new face of Cadbury's favourites. I should be the new. You. I should be the new face of Lost and Found department. <laughs> That's what I should be. So, second lost story. It's a lost stuff oh story. Oh my god! So this is another callback to weeks ago in the uh, what is it, the Brendan Burns episode where I left my shorts. Oh at yeah, Spleen. yeah. Uh, quick recap uh, for Hannah Gasby um, at Splain where you were last night. Comedy at Splain. I left a pair of shorts there a, a month or two ago, and um, uh, I forgot them. And then the next day, I'll, the next week, I came back in to say, "Where are those shorts?" And the bartender had just found a pair of shorts on the ground backstage and gone, "I'll wear them," and got changed into them and went home and wore my shorts home. And then got <laughs> and then I, I said, I said to that's him, "That's odd behaviour." Yeah, that is odd, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So then uh, the next week, I it was smart. really hot. To be fair, yeah, it was hot. But. It wasn't a surprise heat wave. Yeah, yeah but I feel like that's at least gives some justification. I it's still weird. Yeah, it is still weird. So less less chance for me. If it's been hot, I'm not putting on a second hand pair of shorts. Yeah, 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 true. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. And there's also a huge lost and found department in the back of Spleen where they've got three garbage bags full of clothes, and he's had to pick my shorts <laughs> out of all of that. Anyway. So then the next week I've gone, he's got sprung for it and he, he said, oh, I'll have to bring them back then. I'm like, good. And then he went, oh, I have drawn all over them. <laughs> so in a week he's decided to draw all over my shorts. So I, I didn't get those shorts back. <laughs> I didn't get them back. But that's odd behaviour from that guy, from that bartender explain. Anyway, Found a pair of shorts. They fit. I'm going to draw all I was, them. I, you know, missed the bus. I was waiting at the stop. Got out of biro, decided to colour them in, whatever. That's what's happened. So last night... <laughs> they were fading a bit, so I just wanted to make them a bit yeah, more yeah. blue. Put some highlights in them. So <laughs> need to make them a bit more high-vis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, too boring. I hate looking at boring <laughs> denim. Um, Celtic designs, he drew on them, just oh, for the information brilliant. there. Um, but so last night, uh, we, we were at Spleen, and what happens is I generally supply the, the iPod for the music mm-hmm. uh, at Spleen or at the, the comedy rooms like that. And uh, I did a thing where I walked out without my phone. It was on my, on my iPhone. The, the, I walked out. My music's playing over the PA. I didn't take that into my brain or anything. I just went, oh, that's some pretty cool songs that I have at home. All right, I'm going. Walked, uh, went out, nearly got home, got the call. You've got, 
You've left your iPhone at Spleen. How? Who called you? Yeah, they called you. Uh, on your yeah, wallet? yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one with cards in it. No, they left a tiny, tiny note in my mailbox when I got home. They raced me home. They wrote Just it on the back a, of a stamp. The most amazing paper airplane of all time. Yeah, They've gotten yeah, on the roof yeah. of Spleen and gotten that baby all the way to Hawthorne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, 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 no, they called someone who called someone who called... Uh, I, I got a ride home with Pete Sharkey and uh, they called Steel Saunders and they, who called Pete Sharkey, who I was in the car with. Okay, so all right. It is a real story. story. I haven't. Story checks out. Yeah, I haven't made up this fantastical <laughs> element of the story. They've called Steel Saunders who called Uma Thurman who yeah. I was with at the time. <laughs> So, got back there, got that back there, right? And the, the 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 girl bartender was still there, but the guy had left, and she goes, "Oh, you're lucky you're here, because he was about to take off with that iPhone." <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Oh, if no one claims that, I'll have it." It's like, how am I not going to claim it? That's my like. Someone doesn't drop a phone and they go, "Oh, I'll just grab that." That was plugged into their sound system. Wow. Someone hasn't accidentally plugged that in and gone, "Oh well, uh, you know, I don't. Who knows what's going to happen?" He's probably seen that phone. And just going, I need Notepad. Yeah, yeah. Really, something to jot down a few notes at the bus stop with. Yeah. And it's not like a wallet with just cash in it. It's like it's a phone. There's numbers in it. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. a way of tracking. Well, I mean, we, you know, we've painted a certain picture of, you know, Spleen as an establishment <laughs> yeah, in the yeah, past. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me that this is the kind of, you know, people that they're employing. Yeah. Just I, grifters and, you know. Yeah, don't leave anything anywhere in Spleen is what I'm saying. Cause there's, yeah. Because there's an employee who's employed to just hook your gear. It's like that well, time I was there doing a gig and you turned your back on me and someone tried to take me home with them, yeah. start a podcast with them. <laughs> yeah. I, I left my iPad on the uh, Spirit of Tasmania. <laughs> <laughs> The reason I did that is because I, I went on, I was going home for Christmas and I thought, oh, I'll take my car and go on the floating RSL. And <laughs> um, it was kind of weird. I hopped on the boat and immediately I got off and I was like, oh, no, you. Oh, I used to play bowls with Roger. <laughs> like, I'm like, hey. <laughs> it was just like pseudo famous. Like basically someone knew someone in my family kind of famous. But yeah, then yeah, they yeah. then knew that I was famous, but they'll always announce the family connection. Yeah, person. yeah, yeah. And then, and so, you know, it was a bit much of that and I had a bit of work to do. And I did, actually, I didn't want to have drinks with people. Can I have a drink with us? No. Uh, so I went back to my little cabin and I was a bit tight. And so I'd bought a cabin where you share with a stranger. Oh. And I, they hadn't, they weren't in there yet, but I was scared because they had their stuff on the bed and I'm regretting and they're really close. And I'm like, oh. So I, so I hid my stuff, like, the, you know, including my iPad, to go out to the bathroom. And anyway, then there's an announcement, Hannah Gatsby, can you come to the blah, 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 blah. Um, details are my strength. And <laughs> um, I had to go to the blah, blah, blah. The office, the deck, or something, and there's all these people behind there. And this guy goes, "I don't know who you are, but these girls think you're funny and want to know if you can have a photo and and and, oh, and do this and sign." And I'm <laughs> huffing because it seemed like the karaoke mic set up. I'm like, "Oh no, don't make me, don't make me, no." Um, so you, hang on, you got called to head office over the PA to, to do this to sign, have photos taken and sign the stuff. That's wow. Rotten. Uh, no, but then they said uh, for for your um, 
for your efforts, we'll upgrade you to the. Uh-huh. So I got the like this corner room. It's a, like you know, it's still built. You know, it's still the honeymoon built. suite on the boat. Yeah, yeah. and it's sort of like windows right round, like panoramic. Oh, you got your own private dinghy that's yeah. just getting towed behind the spirit. Pretty much is what I got, but I left Great. my iPad in the other room. Yeah, um, but I was really casual about it. Right. <laughs> well, like, you're famous. Oh, what do you care about iPads? Well, I do. It's got a lot of stuff on there, but you just—I'm just fairly like casual about l- loss. Yeah. Um, I'm like, oh well, oh well. I think my mum was more upset. Well, if you are, and I didn't remember because I was so casual about it. I don't remember where I lost it. Like it could have been here, it could have been there, it could have been. I'd spent yeah, some yeah, time yeah. Away. And then about a six weeks later, I get a call from Devonport Police from Maureen. I think, <laughs> I think we've got your iPad. You're a lucky girl. Yeah, it's yeah, funny yeah. that you couldn't remember the exact name of where you got paged to on the boat, but you can remember the exact name of the person from the police who called yeah, you. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. Because exactly. I spoke to her. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> and you don't forget name, a Maureen. And Jesus. her name was Maureen, and she was lovely. Uh, Maureen from Lost and Found at Devonport Police. Can <laughs> I speak to Hannah? You don't forget that, but the... Bursa's desk. I didn't forget it. Go yeah. to the Bursa's okay. desk. Okay. I want to get onto Maureen. I've got a feeling she's got a lot of my shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, see, she's, I'm, she's got a I'm safe way so, yeah. like, I'm super safe with, like, phones, iPads, any electronic stuff I never lose. Like, I've got mates who will go through a phone every month because they leave it in a cab. Yeah. No matter how trashed I am, that's, I just am always on that. I've started losing clothes a lot, like, just from... Travelling, like if I'm going you to a couple spleen, though. Pardon? Yeah, you yeah that's, maybe I need it because I'm just. You're wearing them at the time. It's got that bad spleen. <laughs> yeah. I've just lost so many clothes where it's like I I know that that the last place I saw that was here. It couldn't have gone anywhere else, and it's just vanished. It's and that's how I update my wardrobe. I don't even you know. It's not a matter of oh they, they're getting a bit old. It's like I'm running out of clothes. They're like all that. lost. Like I just did because uh, I just wear we were the same in, thing. Yeah. After yeah. we went to <laughs> Brisbane, I went straight to Adelaide, and I've come back, and I'm like. Oh, maybe I didn't bring that shirt with me and then it's not on the rack here. So it's like, oh, well, that's under a bed where I was staying in Brisbane. All my underpants um, decided to give up at once. Like all of (laughs) the gussets just went. And I'm, you know, they're not special pants. I'm not, I'm too old and not interested. And so this is, I went to buy, I had to buy underpants in bulk is what I'm saying. And I don't. I don't get – they're not special. Yep. And I bought them. And, and I was in Tasmania and my mum mum said, I'll pick you some up. And she bought me the most enormous underpants. Because like, I said I'm size 14, which I am, because I stretch. And, um, which is fine. Um, but she said, no, you're not, a, you're not size 14. Oh. And so she's bought me size 18. Oh. Like, oh, she's gone the other way. Yeah. I thought she was going to go, oh, well, I remember you when you were eight. You were size three then, no, so size I'll buy you then. Because that's what mums do. No, I was size 14 then too. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> well, you, you would have grown. Yeah. Um, I remember my, dad, my, my dad's mum, my, my dad won a golf championship in Maribor once. So your grandma? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you call them in the city? I was like, I've never heard people, I've never heard that kind of relationship before. Oh, no, yeah. hang on, that's a grandma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my dad won a golf championship and his mum tried to, tried to send in a picture of, like didn't like the photo that they used of him, like holding the cup or whatever. Yeah. So tried to send in a picture of him when he was eight or something going, that's a nicer picture of him. <gasps> oh, that'll be good for the Brilliant. back page of the Maribor Advertiser. <laughs> As seen come a long way. 14 years ago. 
<laughs> I so seen good. 14 years ago on a BMX. <laughs> He's the new club champion. But that's also like that's such a burn because it's like your mum going, "Yeah, you peaked then, and you know yeah, you've yeah. never been as good." That's oh, the day I stopped loving you. Was yeah. The day that photo was taken. It was literally like, "Oh, he had nice curly hair back then, so that should be in the newspaper <laughs> rather than him with a goblet jug." I, I, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, um, uh, what, what were we up to? I was uh, talking about my giant underpants. Yes, yeah. giant underpants. There's not much more to do, but I'm determined to wear them because she got a lot. Like, yeah. Parents buy mums. Mum buying it. clothes or any like, kind of. Oh, we're going to see them. We're, we're caught, they're like they're, they're, they're like high up. Head. Yeah, yeah, really high up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm sort of like ghetto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, but with cotton tails. Yeah. <laughs> I I bought a big pack of underwear. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I've realised I've bought them in the wrong size. Oh, the worst. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. now I sort of feel like I can't be bothered going to buy new pairs, which means I'm just walking around really uncomfortable all the time. But are they... Which, very comfortable. which way are they? Are oh, they right. too tight or are they too, too loose? Too tight. I've, I've bought pairs where they're, like, too loose, and that's the worst because if they're, like, looser than your pants, then it just feels ridiculous because it's kind of like your pants are, like, keeping your underpants, like, in place. Yeah, yeah. Like, if they weren't there, they'd be falling down. It's yeah, like, yeah, then yeah. you've got that overhang. You've got, yeah. like, just loose fabric hanging over the top you of your pants. You know what you need? You need, oh, really? Yeah. Right. You need underwear belts. That's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> Someone should get that going. Underwear belts. That would be I, awesome. I, I just a, a bit of rope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in a store the other day uh, looking at clothes and, like, there was a kid. Like, it was, like, a general pants, you know, like, kind of a, a I guess a... a Cool young people. A young people. Oh, you're 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 old yeah. now. If you're going to use that term, yeah. you're old now. But that's what I mean. Is that like when I was in there, there was like a kid who would have been like 13 in there with his mum. And I like yeah. I remember having when you when you'd sort of first start choosing your own clothes and yeah. you'd want to get cool clothes, but your mum and dad would have to sign off on them. Yeah. So you're trying on like a I cool remember that flanny top and coming out of the change room and. My dad had this weird thing whenever he'd look at me try on clothes, he'd like want to make sure that I was getting jeans in the right size. So he'd be there kind of like fidgeting around under the belt buckle, like yeah. going, now it's not too loose and not too tight and I'd yeah. be there. And then, which I realise I am now, there'd be kids or, or just, you know, people in their 20s there on their own and I'd be going, oh, I just can't wait to be that cool one day. Yeah. Like, come into general pants by myself and get as many Nike t-shirts as I want. I, I remember someone at school change, changing my life going, some kid hanging shit on me going, oh, look at your shirt. Oh, did your mum pick that one out? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that how clothes work? Yeah. And like, <laughs> oh, no, you guys are all wearing Nike and I'm wearing some weird thing that my mum's bought down the beach at an op shop or something. Yeah. Oh, no. My, um... My mum used to make my clothes. Oh, oh. <laughs> it was uh, it was a it was a level. You know, it wasn't like you go to a shop and mum was hanging over. You, you know, I'd go to a fabric shop oh, and geez. I had to choose my fabric. And, and, my all, and there's cool older kids there who were just there's buying no the fabric one, by themselves. No, and <laughs> buying race car fabric. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I I think floral. Yeah. Um. Oh, why? Do you, why not a bit of colour? Right. <laughs> so everything I chose never got bought. And oh. then. So then you're like, well, I've got it. I'm exciting. I've got technically new clothes, but it would take months for her to, for the yeah, to, to actually make. That. Wow. Sometimes I got fabric for Christmas. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that'll make a nice pair of slacks. <laughs> oh, yeah, geez. And that, those two bits there, they'll make, they can 
they can um, coordinate with the slacks. You've got three outfits. That's so weird getting well, a no, gift. no, I've got three rolls of fabric. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. what I've got. The gift that will eventually become something. Oh, it's like very that, long that is a good reason to not get up early on a Christmas morning. Jeez, mm. You've had a different Christmas to us where you're just waking up hoping for a Decepticon. Yeah. You're sleeping until 12 and going, that, that roll of carpet can wait. I hope that I at least get a finished pair of underpants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With not a the prototype. Yeah. yeah. You could just belt. wake up for a couple of bits of plastic. Oh, that can make a Decepticon one day, you know. Yeah. Oh, man, that's brutal. I am um, talking about um, you on the boat. I uh, I don't know if this is worth bringing up, but uh, you know what I did the other Great day? Great start. Something, <laughs> so, hey, it can only get better from that. From there. Um, I did something I've always wanted to do the other day, which is I got a hotel room in my own town. Oh, big yeah. news. Yeah, got yeah. a hotel room in Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah, so just got on the tram, went to a hotel. I reckon, do see, you, I reckon... <laughs> no, it sounds like that, but no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was on our hottest night oh, last yeah. week or the week before yeah. when it was. Oh, like, so you just wanted to get an air-conditioned room, was that it? Well, my parents were going to come down and then it was so hot they went no and then I went, I got into the idea because I was going to get them a hotel room mm. and then it was so hot I was like, you know what? I like the idea of getting a hotel. I'm just going to do it anyway. It just happens to be the hottest night. Awesome. So I got one of those like Vegas style hotel rooms. It was like really expensive. What? It was massive. It had a massive plate glass window. Oh yeah. And, and it had um, one of those automatic curtains. Oh When yeah. you bring them down, you don't know what day it is. You don't know what time it is. Like we we got upgraded in Vegas. Yeah, and exactly. Like that. Yeah. Exactly like Did that. Did you? Uh, which hotel? Um. Well, uh, it was the Hilton. Okay. Yeah, it was the Hilton in New Quay. New key. Yeah, that's the thing. Where's it? I don't know where that it's is. It's down near Docklands. Is there an old, okay. old key? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I, know, I know the place. Yeah, it's yeah. like a place where no one goes. It was actually, it felt like leaving town and going to a new town because you go down there, there's no one there. What's well, new key? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not key. It's, uh, there's no one down there and you're just walking around in all these places you've never been and there's, uh, it's like water down there, you know, you're walking past yeah. the the Yarra going into the ocean and stuff like that and it just feels like you're in Sydney or somewhere completely different. Yeah. It was really good. My parents have started doing that during the comedy festival. They've started getting a hotel room for oh. a couple of nights in the city so they can go and see shows and stuff. But it's bizarre because Dad will go, yeah, it's great where we are now, like in this, in this hotel room because, you know, we're only like a 10-minute walk to go and see a show at the Forum. I'm like, your house is a 20-minute drive from the city. Yeah. Like, you're talking like you're from bloody Bendigo or something. But it yeah. is nice because they'll just... They just hang out in there and, like, I'll go visit them in the room and it's like I'll kind of go and sit in there for, like, an hour and then go and do my show. So I get to feel for a couple of nights like I'm... An like international. I'm, like yeah, I'm on yeah. tour, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, exciting. Yeah. It's like, I, oh, I better go do my show now. I need a wee. Like, I've tried. That's fine. We're, yeah, I think yeah, we're pretty really. much... That does pretty much bring us to the end. Oh, well, does it? Unless you've got anything you want to tack on. <laughs> back I mark. want a wee too. What my, better place to, to end this? back mole is afloat. I was going to say, very quickly, the only thing... They got me in the end. I really enjoyed the experience, but they, they got me in the end because uh, in the end it was like, okay, this has all been great. Let's have uh, breakfast in the morning. Go down there, eat breakfast without asking how much it is. 40 bucks for breakfast. Oh. 40 bucks. 40 bucks for breakfast. Anyway. Well, guys, that does bring us to the end of the little Dom Dom Club. <laughs> what an end. Hannah Gadsby, thank you so much for joining <laughs> thank us. You. Thank uh, you. Your Melbourne International Comedy Festival show is starting next week, uh, as is the case with a lot of people. Where, what is, where is your show? And happiness is a bedside table, is that it? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, happiness is a bedside table, and it's at the town hall at 7. Great. Uh, check that out. We've got our live shows. We've yeah. got our own shows on. Every night of the festival, get involved. Go you see can, some you stuff. You can go to the toilet now. Website. 
website, littledumdumclub.com. Thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time. <laughs> see you, mate. It's uh, just to the right and then the next one on the right. <laughs>